When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal, Ryan, and this is... It's two for Tuesday, folks, because this is part two. We had a part one with Chef Stu O'Keefe that you just heard potentially. And then uh, I had already edited that and, and put that to bed. And then I was like, oh, man, I've got a little juice left. And I want to I got to I got to do the solo recap of Real Housewives of Orange County because I took all the notes and we talked about the themes of it. But let's get into the minutia. If it, you know, I think that's fun. Let's get really delve into Shannon saying, I paralyze, I just have normal fights that paralyze me. I mean, I think that was really just an amazing moment on top of Heather DeBro at one point hearing Tamara whispering with the girls a mere 15 feet away of, what are you whispering about, Tamara? Like that is, that's, I, I was reading somewhere on uh, the old Twitter or X and 
I just don't think we can win as a fandom. I don't think we, I think we are so, so in so many different directions. I've personally been loving this season. And then I read a couple of people of like, this season's a disaster. Reboot it, reboot it like New York. And I'm like, how can we be this far off? Like, it's not like, re- I, I make this point on Real Housewives of New York recaps from the season is that, you know, we're learning all new things about these new women of New York, but OC, these are well-established women, except for kind of Jen Pedronti, which you can kind of see how, how that's going for Jen, poor Jen Pedronti. But it's just a different, it's, it's, it's like comparing apples and oranges, it's apples and oranges. They're two different shows, but I enjoy both of them, but I enjoy them for completely different reasons. And I don't like, I, I definitely, after this season, don't think we are at a fully reboot OC, but I just, it, it, it's frustrating that we can just have, I mean, I guess that's the beauty of free thinking, right? But we just all have such different thoughts. Like we can't agree on anything. Uh, except that this is a fantastic podcast and it definitely needed to be two parts today. So, uh, listen, go listen to part one if you haven't, but we're going to do the recap here. And just a reminder, uh, if you, if you want to, if you can rate this podcast, five stars on Apple podcasts and Spotify. And like I just said, I do those real housewives of New York recaps over exclusively on the Patreon. And I just did like a 90 minute one earlier today about, uh, Sunday night's real housewives of New York. So, uh, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good go over there if you're needing if you're yearning for more recaps if you want to hear me do my uba voice or my jessel voice which is all just variations of the same voice my voice but it's also you know jessel sounds a jessel's like a calmer dj james kennedy of like what are you know what is it what she say of uh New York City is a very up-and-coming area. Tribeca, it's not there yet. It's it's close, but it's not there yet. And DJ James Kennedy would be like, Tribeca's fucking fat. Guys, no, yeah, let's do a water tasting. Oh, my God, you guys. I probably shouldn't share this, but I got a DM. <laughs> I got a DM tonight from Mr. Jax Taylor inviting me to something. And it was not, there was no real verbiage with it. It was just the invite. And I was like, oh my God, he invited me to something, but he didn't like, it wasn't like, I'd like to see you. It was just the invite. It was just the invite. So I think I might, I think I might be back with my mom. So I don't know if I can do the the, the Jax event, but I, it's always interesting when you get a DM from a Bravo celebrity because you're like, this could go... This could go one of three ways. This could go, you you know, like this, you're disgusting. I hate you or um, uh, moderately funny meme or, you know, or invite me to something. So truly wild. And it, it, it thankfully it wasn't the first one. So yeah, go, go join the Patreon over there. I think I'm going to do a Q&A episode on the Patreon at the end of the week if I can. Um, and, uh, so I'll, I'll probably post that tomorrow to get questions from everybody over there. So how are you guys doing? Are you good? Is the Tuesday working out for you? It was a really nice day today, weather wise. And I, I don't really, I've been a vampire lately. Um, not that I sleep all day. I just don't go out of the house into the direct sunlight. So I was in direct sunlight today for a little bit getting exercise, which my mind was telling me not to do, but my body was like, please, 
And uh, yeah, it was it was it was nice to see the sun, I guess. So, anyways, let's get right into this, you guys. You have things to do. This episode, uh, this is called a doppelganger disaster, and I, of course, am going to be recapping the never before seen version, which Peacock offers the next day. So, if Real Housewives of Orange County airs Wednesday night, you get the never before seen Thursday morning. Is that right? Yeah, I am. <laughs> which day is what? Yeah. Thursday morning. So uh, this is the never before scene of a doppelganger disaster, which I believe is episode 10. And this is the description that the cable company gives us. Jen and Tamara co-host a party where the ladies dress as each other. And then, and then it just goes, comma, Vicky brings a keg. <laughs> so the first line is a strong line. Jen and Tamara, the party, ladies dress as each other. Okay, I got it. And then... The person writing this was like, you know what? It needs something more. It needs just a little bit more. And then it's Vicky brings a cake. <laughs> Vicky brings a cake. Amazing. Okay. So we open up the OC as we usually do in the OC. We see sun. We see surf. A lot of shots of dogs in the interstitial photos in the beginning. So I got, we got a shot of a dog out of a window. Dogs playing. A lot of dogs. And we cut immediately over to Heather in her industrial Costco mansion playing with her dogs. So now we have a theme at the beginning of OC. It's dogs. And Heather's like, come here, George. Come here, Roxy. And uh, Ace and Cat, her kids are in the room. And Cat's like, they don't like us, Mom. Uh, and Heather's like, I will pay those dogs good money for them to like us. And if those dogs don't like it, I will come for them. We cut over to Shannon Storms Vidor's house. And she's like, jump, Archie, go. Go, jump into the pool. She's trying to get Archie, their dog, to jump into the pool. This poor Archie. just this Archie could tell some stories. Archie's always looking with that thousand-yard stare. It's just like he's been through Vietnam at some point. He's just like, ugh. ugh. He's just frazzled, and Shannon's yelling at him all the time. Jump in the pool, Archie, jump! And uh, her daughter Stella is there. And then we cut to Emily's. Uh, place and they're all in the the bathtub with the kids cleaning their dog Fisker and uh, which I hope I'm hoping they clean Emily up a little too you know you never know what Shane's doing or you know what I'm saying but but stop we <laughs> then we cut to we cut to Jen Pedronti's house and you got I I don't there's like a baker's dozen of animals just like I, I don't know if they're just giving live birth on the like on the kitchen island it was just, I was like what the fuck like we had just three separate like animals and all of a sudden it's like a litter of just animals it's like Noah's Ark over at Chen Pedronti's on the kitchen island and then we cut to Tamara with her dog Eddie and uh, Tamara is uh, moving with Eddie into their new office space because remember Tamara is not only a successful housewife, she is the CBD queen. She, uh, her and Eddie have a CBD company. Um, I've never really, I, I think I've messed with CBD once and I couldn't tell if I was, if it was working or I was just depressed. I didn't, I don't know. So like, I want to believe those things, but then it's like, who even has the time to experiment with new, like new bombs and pills and stuff like, you know, like you're like, I don't have the time to experiment with my body these days. The only experiments I do, which is like how much the, of the ice cream can I put in my mouth? Like how much of it can go directly into my mouth at once? And sometimes I get too much on the spoon and it spills. And then I'm like, look at me. That's what experimenting is for. But this stuff, if you get like a bad CBD, does anybody have bad CBD trips? Is it that intense? I don't know. 
Anyways, Tamara in a talking head is like, closing cut fitness is emotional for me. And Eddie, I want him to enjoy life, but you know, I don't, I just don't want him to have him, you know, just pacing around every, every day at the house. It's starting to get on my nerves. And wouldn't you guess it? We've got a montage folks. We got a montage of exactly what Tamara is talking about. And we see uh, Eddie just roaming, roaming in the garage, roaming in the rooms, and then, you know, questioning Tamara about things in the freezer and Tamara's like, I can eat. There's not any sugar in that. And, and he's like, you know what? Do you want to see how much sugar is in this? It's it's a lot of sugar. And Tamara's like, it's a Asahi. It's 50 calories. Get over it. And then Tamara's like, I hear him chewing. I hear him chewing all day long. It drives me nuts. And then, of course, we cut to Eddie slurping noodles. Which, by the way, like, it's funny, right? It tells the story. But it also, it's also bums me out because it's like these it's not fake, but at the same time, it's like, okay, let's get a shot of Eddie's slurping noodles now. It wasn't just they stumbled upon Eddie's slurping noodles. They're trying to tell the story that Eddie is potentially annoying Tamara at home and she needs to get him out of the house. So we are doing these little montage sequences. And it, it, these are the kind of things with reality shows that I'm like, oh, guys, come on. Tamara, you can just, I trust you that he potentially is getting on your nerve. I don't need the visualization of Eddie slurping noodles because I've imagined that so many times in my life thus far. Um, and it, my note was, my note during this was, come on, in capitals. Um, and then Tamara's like, if it keeps going, I'm going to karate chop you in the Adam's apple, Eddie. And Tamara asked, um, do you want to spend more time here now that cut is over in their new office space? And Eddie's like, I'll uh, I'll figure it out as soon as uh, as soon as I sit my ass down and uh, clear my head and think. Okay, fun Eddie, right? Yeah, fun guy. You know, he, I know he likes Harley Davidsons, right? He should just get on the open road, like an Eddie road trip, just like Harry Hamlin likes to do, just to get out of the get out on the get out, like when he does his solo camping trips, Eddie should like go on a camping trip with Harry Hamlin and clear his head or you know what I'm saying? And then I think that would be just nice. It would be nice. But he's trying to figure out Eddie's, you know, what is Eddie's next step? And my thing is, my, my question is, was Cut Fitness taken down by, like, I know they were still working people out during the pandemic, but was that what really did it? Or was it not successful before the pandemic? Because it seems like the perfect job for Eddie He's all into like the glutes and the muscles and all the, I only know the only muscle now is the glute, a bicep, tricep. I know those, but it feels like, well, why don't you just open up another gym? Like, I mean, what, 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 what exactly was the problem? I guess that's, that's what I would be curious about. So, uh, Tamara's like, well, I am glad we opened this office so close to the house, you know, and I just don't even care what Eddie does over here. I don't even care if he jacks off over here. And before you guys go, ooh, I didn't make that up. That was a line in the show. And by the way, if if Eddie really does want to go jack off away from home, may I suggest Tom Schwartz's house? Because that's where we found out that Sandoval would like to go whack off on FaceTime with Rachel, Raquel Rachel. Oh, yeah, you can use the other room, Eddie. That's where Sandoval likes to take his calls. He calls it his office. ha, 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 ha. So Tamara says, um, hey, Eddie, remember that party that Jen and I are hosting? You know, um, it's like whatever name the ladies pick out of a hat, you have to dress like them. And I got Heather DeBro. 
And then she's like, I can walk around being all snooty. And then she tries to just like do the Heather DeBrow imitation. I'm like, you should not be doing that. I'm up here and you're down here. So she's trying to do the Heather DeBrow thing. And uh, yeah, okay, cool. Whatever. And Eddie's like, oh, those are really funny. Oh. And then we cut over to Roger Guerin's farmhouse. And um, uh, Gina has gotten a new job as a scarecrow. No, I'm joking. That's not nice. I'm trying. I'm doing house stuff. Yeah, I'm selling houses. I'm Gina. <laughs> My voice, you can hear, is a little frazzled. So it's even worse than it normally is. Anyways, um, <laughs> sorry, Gina, Gina is in the scene. Um, and she's in an all denim jumpsuit. So, oh my God. Um, but anyways, when Gina walks in the scene, she's like, oh my gourd. Cause gourds. She's like, oh my gourd. And Heather shows up and she's in some like pink leopard number. And Gina's like, don't you miss New York in the fall? And Heather's like, yes, I am excited. I, I'm going to go back because I have to go to Boston in October for a parenting event. And uh, I guess like, like that's, she's going there. I think one of her kids' colleges, like Heather is like that involved. Like I'm telling you, when I went to Arizona State University, my mom and dad, like they did not participate. Like they didn't even ask me, like, is there any parenting events? I don't even think ASU offers them. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's like the parenting event is like buy your kid the keg. Um, anyways, they're commenting on all the pumpkins. Like, oh, look at that one. It's so big, but it's already been sold. Gina doesn't want to make a commitment yet with pumpkins. So she's like, I don't want to make a commitment yet. Let's look around. And then Gina's like, I want to get something for Jen for throwing the party with Tamara. Which, by the way, that's Heather DeBro's thing. Like, let Heather have buying insane gifts for every party. You don't have to, like, do that, Gina. And, uh... Heather goes, are you, are you finding it weird that she is hosting this event with Tamara, Jen? And Gina's like, it doesn't make sense to me why Jen chooses to be loyal to Tamara. She's just way too nice. It's, it's a lot. It's, you know, you got it. It's going, it's this roller coaster friendship. It's giving me whiplash at this point. And then Heather says, uh, Gina, you're my friend. When we were in the boxing place, Jen was saying, apparently, Shannon's trying to dig into your relationship. And we get a flashback at that gym scene, which we didn't see this part of that gym scene. The gym scene that we saw, it was about Tamara trying to get Heather to talk shit about John Jansen and Shannon's relationship. So the the, the producers kept this from us until this fateful moment. And... Um, we get that exactly that is Jen saying to Heather and Tamara that Shannon is poking around. Shannon is poking around in Gina and Travis's relationship. I'm like, poke around all you want, Shannon. What are you going to get? Like, did they like order like order frozen yogurt three times a week? There's nothing there to poke around with. Like, my God. And if there is, please bring it on the show. Gina, you might want to bring it on the show. Don't let Shannon do it. If there's something there, bring it on. It could only help at this point. And Gina goes, this has been bugging me because Emily brought up Shannon had expressed also some concerns for my relationship. And of course, we got this on film as well. We cut to two weeks earlier with Shannon and Emily. And 
you know, Shannon's like, I don't want her to lose the relationship. I doesn't want her, but, but, but picture it flip side. If after three years he was, you know, you know, she was saying, I'm still emotional about my ex. Come on. So Shannon is saying to Emily, like, it's just weird. She's saying she's still emotional about math and she keeps telling Travis it's not good. And I think it is interesting because this scene proves that Shannon, um, is not clearly thinking because this is exactly what Shannon is complaining that all the other women are doing at the end of like, you are going to ruin my relationship with John Jansen. It's the exact same thing. And now we have Shannon, like she just doesn't want their relationship to be talked about, but Shannon is now talking about Gina and Travis's relationship. I guess it's like Shannon's trying to throw him off the scent. Who knows? And Gina's like, she never wants to talk about her own issues with John Jansen. And Heather's like, that is deflection. And Gina's like, Shannon always reaches out with her problems with John Jansen. But then if I voice concern with it, I'm creating a problem. And we cut to 2020. And Shannon is saying, I thought if you were concerned, you would pick up the phone. And Gina's like, what am I supposed to say? And then Gina in this scene, the current scene goes, don't you have concerns with Shannon? Like, what is happening there in the relationship? And Heather's like, I feel we have had a precarious relationship so long, but we, I have enjoyed my friendship with Shannon the last six months. So I don't want to dive in there. So Heather is trying to be Switzerland when the cameras roll, which I'm okay. Like I'm, I'm genuinely okay with it because it seems like enough other people are leading that charge. But then there's a separate other charge of Tamara trying to get Heather like a takedown Heather season. So there's a lot happening. Gina and I talk and I goes, why bring up Shannon and John Jansen, but then actively not say anything about it? I feel like Heather is sensing she got herself in trouble here and wants to pump the brakes on this. Heather in a talking head goes, yes, I know a lot about Shannon's relationship and a lot of the girls do. And if something comes up and we are talking about it, that's what we do. But there, you know, it is just difficult. It is just about talking there's a difference about talking against someone than talking about someone. And I'd rather not be a part of that, which to me makes sense. It, it, at the end of the day, it does make sense. That makes sense to me. You know, she doesn't want to talk against their relationship. She can talk about it, but she doesn't want to talk against it. And sometimes when the other ladies are bringing it up, she feels like potentially that's the road that it goes down. And Gina's like, oh, I don't understand what this is. Our friendship is just being concerned about each other's relationships, but then we don't talk about it. Gina does make sense here. And Heather's like, don't you think you should ask her? And Gina's like, absolutely. It just feels like she needs something, you know, to talk about and doesn't want to talk about herself. And I don't like that. And at that moment, her double denim outfit just explodes into flame. No, it just looked very, you know. Anyways, new scene. We see surfers and the OC. And then Jen and her friend uh, Taylor, not Taylor Armstrong, her friend Taylor from college walk on the beach. And she's like, we just had a jogathon and then we went to the gym. And I'm like, you fucking double exercised? I hate people that double exercise. Like, they're like, oh, we did a, like, first off, a jogathon. I don't even know what that is. It sounds awful. A jogathon? 
And then you finish a jogathon, which if I ever did a jogathon, I'd be like, okay, good, that's done. And then they're like, ah, oh, there's nothing else to do in life. Why don't we go to the gym? Like, what is wrong with you? Sometimes when I used to hike a lot, I would be like going up the, the trail and then you would see like people pulled off doing like, doing like push-ups, double exercising. I'm like, you're already working out. You're hiking up this hill and then you're stopping to do more exercise on top of the exercise. Like that to me, that's like, that's, that's insane. That's like serial killer behavior. <laughs> I love that. I'm like that serial killer behavior. There's me in like three layers just completely covered up. So no one like acting like I'm invisible while I hike up a hill. Uh, Jen lets us know that Taylor and her went to college together in 2000. And she's like, I don't know if we went to class, but we had a good time. I like when people are like, back then I used to be a bit of a party animal. <laughs> Me and Taylor used to do methamphetamines together. We killed hobos. I don't even remember. Taylor says, oh, you know, hey, Jen, I definitely wanted to talk to you about last night. And Jen explains in a talking head that Taylor the night before, you know, met Ryan. And uh, so Taylor's like, hey, I, I know you've. Oh, so we see that clip. And Taylor is talking to Ryan and goes, I know you've been with her for two years, but where is this going? And Ryan's like, we'll be married in 12 months. I will guarantee we will be married in 12 months. Really? I can say that confidently for me. Truly, it's a matter of timing because of her divorce. Anyway, Taylor in this scene goes, I think he's a total babe and genuinely cares about you and your kids. Like at first, I thought this was going in a totally different direction where Taylor was going to be like, that guy's a tool. <laughs> he wears a lot of horrible clothing, and uh, he did send me a pic of a flaccid penis. I thought that's where I was headed, but then she goes, I think he's a total babe. I'm like, do you? Like, okay. And a talking head, um, Jen goes, Taylor is home. All of this talk is just getting really heavy, and I need her opinion. I need her opinion. Um. And then we get a flashback to all the shit that Tamara has talked about Ryan and Jen over the last, like, since the beginning of the season, which was fun. And uh, Jen's like, it's starting to make me question what I want. And, and all of, is it too much to carry? Which is a normal question you would ask yourself in this situation. And Taylor says, I talked more to Ryan last night than I did to your ex, Will, your entire marriage. And that was like, I was like, damn, that's wild. And that, but I will say Ryan is a potential narcissist and they usually try to ingratiate themselves with everybody. You know, like it's, it's tomato, tomato. And uh, then Taylor's like, are you scared, Jen? You know, are you scared that, that something else is going to come out? Do you trust him? And Jen's like, yes, implicitly. I just want to do it right. He's divorced. I'm still going through a very complicated relationship with Will. Will works for my family's business. You know, in their minds, you know, not being married anymore to Will, maybe he shouldn't be part of the family business. It's little steps to make sure everyone is okay at the end of the day. But I, I, I didn't want Will to lose his job. <laughs> I mean, this is really a very, a, a very sticky situation, right? It really is a, you know, it's like Will does work for the family business. And for a second there, it seemed like the family really liked Will, or he does a really good job for the company. And this Will now, like what, you, you like sayonara, Will, sorry, buddy. And this douchebag Ryan's like, I mean, it's just, we, have we done a, have we done a wellness check on, on Will? 
Taylor goes, uh, are you dragging it out because you're scared that, that Ryan's going to want to get married immediately? And Jen goes, "We, I told him we don't have to get married and put a strain on this. And he, he tells me that's just self-sabotage. And in talking to Jen goes, I do worry. You know, Ryan is doing so well right now. And, and I worry that maybe that's because he's still sort of free. And once Ryan gets that ring on, he will feel trapped. And I will not be party to a second failed marriage. I just won't. And I think that's a great sentiment. But I also think she's dead on with the Ryan thing. I think that ring goes on. This guy, you think he's dressing crazy now. He's going to start dressing up like Ronald McDonald. He's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to see Travis Scott in Ibiza. You know, like I think it's going to ramp up even more intense. Or Ryan's going to be like, I started an OnlyFans. Let's live forever. Anyways, Jen ends this scene with, Ryan and I are so happy right now. I'm just so happy. And then they hug. And the friend's like, I'm just glad you're happy. And she goes, I am happy. When people say the word happy four times in a row, it's sometimes, it, there's a red, there's a very, like a maroon flag that goes up for me. Okay, new scene. We're at Gina's house getting glam. And... um She's like, oh, I thought this idea dressing up was crazy, but it'll be funny. You sure, Gina? Why don't you keep that attitude up? Because you don't seem like it, you don't seem like you find it very humorous later on and on social media. We cut to Tamara uh, with uh, I think a guy named Tommy doing her makeup. There's a wet dude. Did you see this? Like there was a way too cl close of a shot of Tamara's face. It was like right in the nose eye socket. And it was like, that's kind of a rude shot to leave in because we all have, like, as we get older, it's like that's, you know, and you got the little red lines and stuff like that. But it, you, did you see this with the HDTV? I, I was just like, you didn't need that shot. Come on. Um, and then uh, I think uh, Tamara's talking to this Tommy and she's like, I'm happy for Jen. She's having it at her house and something that feels comfortable. And it probably feels better now that, that me and her just, we, we met and we squashed everything. I love that Tamara's like, I'm glad it's at her house. So, because when I fucking destroy her relationship again, she's only going to have to walk 10 steps to her bedroom. <laughs> Um, she's also talking about Shannon's pretty upset with Heather DeBro right now. And Heather has been telling people her relationship is not well. I love this because now Heather is just telling Tommy a strange glam man. Like this is how far Tamara takes it. Like there's nothing in the vault with Tamara. Tamara's telling glam people. Tamara's like, oh, there's a UPS guy. Hey, do you deliver to the DeBros? Heather's been running her mouth about Shannon and John. What do you think about that, Randy? Like it's too much. I like this guy. He's just like, listen, dude, I just do makeup, but um, yeah, let's just get through this together. And then the guy's like, do you think Shannon's going to bring it up today? And Tamara's like, I think she won't be able to help herself. <laughs> like Tamara, Tamara does know about people not being able to help themselves. We cut over to Shannon Vidor and her daughter Adeline is bringing down like this. She's like, mom, it's, it's extra large, this coat. And then Shannon's like, oh, good, good. Do you, do you have any suntan pantyhose I can borrow? And Adeline looks like she's stroking out. She's like, ah, oh. Shannon's like, you don't know what pantyhose are? And the girl's like, I, I don't know what you're saying. And she's like, nylons. And the girl's like, what are nylons? And then Shannon's like, sheer tights? Shannon, the talking head goes, apparently pantyhose are called tights. Clearly another example of my age. There's a knock at door, a knock at the door, and we already hear um, barking. And it's not from Archie, even though Archie does start barking. We hear Vicky like, well, 
And Vicky comes in, it's like, look at you, look at you. And Shannon screams, you're an open book of bullshit. And Vicky's like, Gina, is that Gina? And Shannon, we cut back to the reunion from 2018 where Shannon's like, don't, don't put words in my mouth. And then Gina's like, you're an open book of bullshit. Vicky in a talking head goes, who am I dressing as? I'm Vicky Gunvalson, the OG of the OC. I'm dressing like me, which I love. I thought that was so funny. I didn't know if like Vicky was like refused to dress as anybody but her or the producers were like, ah, I don't know, man. If you want to come, just, just dress as yourself. Or like, this. <laughs> What if they were like, yeah, just come. You, you don't have to dress. And Vicky's like, can I just dress as me? And they're like, yeah, you don't have to dress up. Just dress as you. Okay, I'll, I'll dress as me. Okay, yeah. What would Vicky wear? I am Vicky, but what would I wear? Like, I love that this is potentially a confusing conversation that was had. Shannon says, um, what are you, what are you going to say, Vicky, today when you walk in? And she, I'm going to be like, where's the party? And then I want you guys to make me do a keg stand. Shannon in a talking head goes, Vicky is a good time. She's a whoop it up time. This, do you notice the Shannon, the, Shannon's throwing a lot of compliments over at uh, Vicky's way a lot. Do you notice that in the last couple of episodes? And it's always very businesslike where Shannon's like, we like to whoop it up. She is so fun to drink with. It's almost like Vicky said, can you put a couple of good words in for me and all of your talking heads? Because it, it feels very businesslike, you know, like I need to remind the audience of how fun Vicky is. Then we have a montage of all the shots that they've done together. It's like, we get it. You guys are on the road to alcoholism. We get it. Like Shannon says, I know I'm in for some crazy fun with Vicky. Shannon's like, okay, I'm going to go put my Spanx on. And then Vicky is left with the two makeup ladies and you know they're like uh are you dating anyone and vicky's like no i'm so scared oh she's like yeah i'm so scared of dating dating because i've been taken advantage of over the last 11 years and then we get two side-by-side photos one of brooks girth brooks from 2011 to 2015 it says and then one of steve lodge 2016 to 2021 I wish they had put, like, they had paid for, like, Wind Beneath My Wings under, like, you are the wind. But, or they could have done, like, Boys to Men, like, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Anyways, Vicky's telling these two complete strangers, yeah, they lied and cheated on me. Yeah. And now I have a list of like 198 things on a list. And we see a photo of this list, which I talked about in episode one with Stu. Um, and, uh, Shannon now comes down in the purple spangly dress, very Gina like, and it's hysterical. We cut to Gina in that we cut to Gina and Gina's talking about, she's like, I know for me, it's like the Madonna factor. There's so many different versions of me, you know, they could go for, I hope they do a current version of me, but I don't think they will. I love that. Thank God Gina didn't say that it was like Taylor Swift eras. I think she would have really been taken to task, but I even think it's a stretch to like say that you've gone through like Madonna, like um, period, you know, like it was a lot to hear. We cut to Shannon's wig clipping in the bad, bad extensions. And Vicky's like, hysterical. <laughs> and uh, then Vicky's like, 
are you um who are you budsy wudsy with who are you budsy wudsy who are you budsy wudsy and i didn't even know what she was saying at first and she says it again like here in a second but shannon um shannon oh sorry we cut back to a clip of shannon to john jansen saying and from last season going gina said that she has nothing but pity for me and john jansen's like well fuck her fuck her fuck this house fuck her and uh and then we have gina at the reunion going you know what's mean spirited watching john jansen no man i know would ever act like that are you fucking kidding me like, do we have to remind you of your ex-husband once again, even though he's brought up every episode? You do know men who would potentially act like that and much worse. Like, my God, like everybody's forgetfulness on these shows. It's jaw-dropping sometimes. Uh, anyways, v- Vicky asks once again, who are you budsy budsy with? Who are you budsy budsy? And, and Shannon's like, I'm like, oh, budsy, buds. Like, who are you buds with? But she says budsy budsy. And Shannon's like, well, Tamara now, you know, and Emily, she's fun. Yeah. And we cut to Emily in a talking head uh, saying, Shannon and I are good, but I'm very nervous knowing her relationship with John Jansen. She's a sensitive flower. And then Vicky's like, what about Heather? And uh, what about Heather? And Shannon's like, no, not tonight. I'm not going to talk to her tonight. I don't need everyone chipping in about my relationship tonight. And Shannon's like, I've had a conversation with Heather about normal relationship issues. And for her to allude, it's serious and really bad no, no. So Shannon is saying this Heather is just lying out her patootie. And um, Shannon goes, people have seen me with John all the time, all the time. And I, and they say, I have never seen you happier. And I'm sorry to rain on your parade, Heather, but that's what people say. I love that people in the OC are like, Shannon, I see you right here with John Jansen. You look so happy. Congratulations. We now cut to Jen Pedronti and Tamara walks in in her Heather DeBro fancy pants sweater. Jen is getting her glam and she's got her lips all like lip lined, like a butthole. You remember that like old look from the, was it 90s, early 2000s when you'd like line your lips and it just, it was just a whole scene. She's got the hair, dark eyes. Tamara walks in with the money shooter and champagne, which, but I did, didn't you notice Tamara's bottle wasn't a boob clico? It was Tamara was Tamara was like, you know what? I'm not going to spend the money. I mean, like, I I spent the money on the money shooter. I'm not going to like. I'm just going to buy a bottle of mums. Um, I will say though, sometimes like these ladies, some of them nail it. Like I think Shannon nailed it, but Tamara doesn't sell it as an actor. Like Tamara does, is like, oh look at me. Like it's just basic. It's basic. It's not. It's not like, it's, you know, like not to say sketch comedy is an art, but it can be, it, it could go, it could go further. She could, she needs to work harder. Jen is like, I am dying. Thank you for talking to me again, Tamara. And uh, Jen goes, Tamara and I needed to co-host so we can start to rebuild. And with that said, I am, uh, you know, I am removing all of the tequila because I'm going to watch Tamara with that tonight. I'm not going to let her drink. <laughs> I love that she's like, I'm so thankful to God for for letting us co-host this party so we can rebuild. I love that. Um, 
Jen says the key to nailing Taylor Armstrong with is who she's got is that you have a five-year lesbian relationship. No, no, no. She says, it's the deck. It's the deck, the restaurant, the deck, and the OC. I hear she lives there. So I literally went to the deck, and I got the hat, and I got the shirt, and if all goes south, I can work at the deck. <laughs> Gina comes in as Emily Simpson, and she's got like this whole Spanx with a booty. It looks it looks pretty real. And then Emily stumbles in, stumbles in as Shannon Medores, like, am I late? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And she has, like, yellow flowers on her tights. It's actually pretty funny. And Emily's like, you're the baddest bitch here. Yeah, yeah. She's doing, like, her Shannon. In a talking head, uh, Emily's like, I'm so impressed how, how Gina did me, except the boobs are a little flat in there. That's what I'll say. Heather comes in as uh, Jen Pedronti, and it's just like tons of puppies and a baby carriage and a yoga outfit on. It was okay. And Tamara is now showing Heather to bro. She's like, this party cost me $36,000. Ah, and she's shooting the money gun and just being loud like she normally does. And Heather's like, uh, in a talking head, she's like, I wouldn't buy a money gun. That is day class A. Uh, Taylor comes in with just some free weights. It's like, like, what? Like this truly, you must have forgotten about this party. Last minute, you were like, fuck, oh no. Because it just was uninspired. But I love Taylor. Uh, Tamara says, but that doesn't look like me at all. I mean, you could have worn a cut fitness hat. You could have put on prosthetic tits. You could have wear a sign that says asshole. And Taylor goes, I am dead looking at you, Jen Petronti. Oh my God. She took the time to even get smudge Lord the cat. She did a great job because Jen Petronti also has the little cat from the meme. Uh, not the actual cat, like a stuffed cat. Emily says, uh, I'm tired of being Shannon. I can only be neurotic for so long. And then she sits down and falls in the chair. And she's like, oh my God, I really am becoming Shannon. And then Shannon comes in, you guys. And it just, she wins, hands down. And I will say they do this fun thing when each of these ladies came in. They put a title card up with like purple and pink. And it would be like, Shannon as Gina. And like, it's it's actually was a great way for the to do this segment. And Shannon comes in. Everyone's like, oh, and Shannon goes, you're an open book of bullshit. And Gina and I talk and I goes, oh, I'm not surprised. Shannon has picked a version of myself of me and my worst. But I also don't think she could pull off my current version. And then she winks at the camera. Girl. Girl, come on, man. I just, I just really didn't think Gina needed to get so pressed about this. It was a complete joke. Save your energy for important fights. And then Shannon keeps going, do I have a situation in my hair? And she's like messing with the ratty hair. Vicky comes in with the keg and she's like, woo, where's the party? Who wants to get, who, let's do a keg stand. So Vicky now is coming in imitating Vicky, which is like super fun. And, uh, Vicky's like, I haven't done a keg stand since surprising Michael in his dorm from 2007. And then we get a flashback of that iconic episode where Vicky did come and party in Michael's dorm at college. And uh, we see Vicky do the keg stand and she's like, I can't drink upside down. And then Tamara says, I feel like this version of Gina would do a keg stand. And so everybody is doing kegs. It's This is kind of like neither here nor there. And Shannon's like, I'm going to vomit. Yeah. I, I can't do the thing where you can, you know, get the lick booze down your throat. That, like, I don't know. Shannon just mumbling to herself in front of the keg. T 
Tamara does the keg stand and Tamara says, as long as I look like Heather, I might as well tarnish her reputation. I'm like, girl, you don't look a thing like Heather. And then Tamara's like, I'm slutty Heather. I'm slutty Heather. I love being Heather Doho. And what do we always say about Tamara? Well, I mean, you can't trust her. That's the one thing. But we also say she everything's a sexual innuendo. Everything is, a, oh, I'm Heather Doho. Not to bro, Doho. Yeah. In a talking head, Heather goes, apparently, dressing up like Heather doesn't make you behave like Heather Debro. And then Tamara is pulling her sweater up and down and showing her undies. And thank God she is not wearing those emoji underwears. And if she was, it would be that weird looking like, well, like Zoinks, what am I doing with the tongue out and the eye going to the right? Um, we go in and we see the fancy meat and cheese boards that have been placed for the party. And Emily tells Gina, you know, I went to dinner with Tamara and we had a lot of drinks and we were chatting. And remember when Heather told us about Shannon and her relationship with John Jansen? Well, I talked to Tamara and she knows about it. And guys, even though we've talked about this all the time, we do a flashback because they're like, you guys at home probably don't remember it. Let's show it again. Let's go to the clip. And we see three days earlier and she's like, this is what kind of hurt my feelings. Like I open up about shame to Shannon and it's like, you need to open up for me and I can be an advocate. Let me in Shannon, but she just won't let us. Now I love Emily's take on this is that it's not once again, worried about whatever this information about John Chanson is. It's why don't you share with me? Why don't you share with me? You share with Heather DeBro, but you don't share with me. Let me advocate for you. I like that Emily's like being a little, let me represent you in the case of love. Let me advocate for you, my client, my friend, Shannon Storms Bator. It is, it was just like, I didn't, it's like these scenes where you're like, you think they're going to go one way and then they go in a completely opposite way. I'm like, wait, what? You just want her to tell you so you can advocate for her and you want her to open up. I don't know. And Gina goes, she doesn't want it. But if she's got a couple cocktails, she's like, you know, she says, I want the help. I want the help. So Gina's saying, if you put a couple cocktails in Shannon Bador, she wants the help and she's an open book. And Emily goes, well, that's unfair for us, Gina, because we are a good friend. You know, we're good friends at the time, you know, and then the next day after she does it, she just doesn't remember. I like that Shannon Bedore, they're painting her out to be the Incredible Hulk. Is that Shannon Bedore hulks out and then the next day wakes up with like ripped jeans and like no shirt. And we're like, oh shit, I hulked out again. Like what is like, I'm turning into Shannon Bedore. And then she just talks about her relationship and then wakes up the next day and doesn't remember about any of it happening. Now, new scene, Vicky is screaming her own name in the background. She's like, Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. And Shannon goes, just so you guys know, for my next next Tuesday is my event. And it's outdoors. It's super casual. It's a Mexican fiesta at Senior Noodle. <laughs> I don't know why. The more you watch those shows, things like that. Like, I just want to make a T-shirt that says Mexican fiesta at Senior Noodle. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> And I love, and we talk about this all the time, the housewives trope of, okay, it's always be closing. You can't just go to one party and no, you got to, you got to go to one party, but you got to have one party in the hopper. So you've got to have somebody at this party, talk about the next party that everybody's invited to. It is like a law in housewives land. And Jen says, um, 
Okay, Debro, she's talking to Tamara, explain the rules of this game. And Tamara says, this game is called Do or Drink. I'm going to pick a card, and I've got to pick somebody to act out that card, like, like sexual positions or something. And um, like, Vicky, how do you want to have sex? What's your favorite positions? And Vicky's like, oh, 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 oh. and then she goes into doggy style. And I'm just like, that's a very strong image. Like the lady that screamed about a family band that screaming like, take me from behind. You said this small, I'm going to take me from behind. Tamara now is railing her from behind while doing a shot. Like that's where this party is now headed. And they're talking head, the producer says, well, Vicky, what else do you like uh, besides behind? And Vicky's like, God, it's not like I'm some freaking sex freak or something. You know, I'm not. Just like, use your imagination. Vicky is a complete sex freak. Are you kidding me? Those conversations she used to have with Brooks about filling her love tank up and just like that stuff. I'm like, you're getting me pretty hot and bothered right here at the table. And she's like, you're going to take me at the table? Woo, woo, woo. Anyways, this is a never before scene from the Peacock version. Jen uh, gets the game. Hers is to, they, she gets dared to call a pizza place and say, that she wants a delivery from a guy with an extra large sausage. Yeah. This didn't make it to the actual Bravo show. It made it to never before seen. So Jen, we say, okay. She's like, okay, okay. And she picks up the phone. She has the big overlined lips tail, you know, and Gina's, uh, <laughs> Jen does it. And Jen's like, hi, do you deliver? Um, okay. Well, I, I do. Uh, I have an order. I have a special request. Do you have a driver with an extra large sausage? And the lady's like, yeah, his name's Ryan. Um, do you want me to send it? <laughs> We're going to send over a pic of his flaccid dick and just see if that's what you're talking about. But we think he's ready to deliver. No, but then, then she's like, the girl hung up on me. Now is the time for my favorite part of the show when I get to talk about our sponsor. And once again, we are sponsored by our friends over at Factor, which is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Now, if you listen to the show, I've talked about this before, but we are unfortunately nearing the end of summer. Things are going to get crazier. You got to take care of what you eat. You need things that are good, things that are healthy, and things that are easy to prepare so you're not running around. And then if you're not doing that, you're spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars ordering in crap that's not good for you. Factor is not like that. So with this busy fall season, you got to look for those wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. And that's where Factor comes in. It can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You're going to save time, you're going to eat well, and you're going to stay on track with that healthy lifestyle. I've had this so many times now. I've had it a lot over at my parents and we all love it. And it is so, it's like, it is delicious. It is less than two minutes. Yeah, that sounds crazy, but it is not. Two minutes, delicious. It is filling. It is more filling than you would think it would be. Because believe me, I'm always like, I want I want quantity over quality. And it is all of that. So uh, everybody's going to be busy with the summer ending and you want to skip that extra trip to the grocery store and all the chopping, prepping, the cleaning up, but you still want to get that flavor and the nutritional quality you need. So factors, fresh, never frozen meals are like I said, ready in just two minutes and you can refresh your healthy habits without missing a beat. Cause you can choose from 34 plus weekly flavored plaque flavor-packed, dietitian-approved meals. Um, you can also level up with gourmet plus options, prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. 
You can treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. And if you're too busy running around during the day to think about lunch, you can keep your energy up with lunch to go, which are effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls, salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go that do not require a microwave at all. Um, Looking for the calorie conscious options ahead of the busy season, you can try delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Now, if you need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best, try protein plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Also, you can round out your meals and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45 plus add-ons, including breakfast items like their delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, their bacon and cheddar egg bites, their potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet, or for an easy wellness boost, try their refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. So with Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions. They source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and they feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. So this August and moving onwards, get factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. So here we go. Head to factormeals.com slash so bad five zero, so bad fifty, and use that code so bad fifty to get fifty percent off. That's code so bad fifty at factor meals. That's F A C T O R M E A L S dot com slash so bad fifty to get fifty percent off. And now back for the remaining portion of our show. This poor girl, this poor girl that there the other night had no. You know, it's already bad getting a prank phone call. And then to find out later, you were pranked by Jen Pedronti and the OC girls. Heather's is guess which player has had a threesome. And if you get it right, they have to drink three times. If you get it wrong, you have to drink three times. And then Heather, this is an easy one, guesses Taylor, Taylor Armstrong. And Taylor's like, yep, I've had a threesome. And we're like, we know. And then Emily goes, can you give me all the details? And Emily does the Shannon hands, like, you know, the, the wild hands. And Gina's like, oh, I can't tell if you're Emily or Shannon. It's getting crazy. And Shannon just stares blankly. Like, huh? And Gina cackles like, oh. <laughs> Shannon and I are talking. And I goes, I don't do this. I do more of this. And it's like pretty much the same move. Gina gets dared to motorboat Jen Padronti for 15 seconds. Whatever. Vicky picks, uh, she gets to do a strip tease. Take a shot for every article of clothing you take off. She rips her shirt off immediately. And Shannon's like, you look good. You look good. She likes to whoop it up and she looks good. Gina says, after 13 years, your kids are going to be mortified now. Because Vicky's like, my kids are going to freak out. Gina's like, what are you talking about? We get that family van flashback right here. We get Brooks, that bending her over a table scene right here. We uh, get her yelling on the ski slopes of, I've never been with multiple partners in my life. So it was a really a very intense Vicky flashback episode, which I'm telling you, they really are buttering the audience up for the official full return of Vicky. But I will say, since it worked with Tamara, there really is no argument you know, to say, 
that we don't, I don't know, like it worked for Tamara. So I guess they're probably going to try it. And remember, Evolution Media produces this show just like they produce Vanderpump Pools. Um, Gina on a talking head goes, we all know who she really is. She's not a prim and proper girl. We see Shannon taking shots with Vicky and Taylor says, um, Taylor's is lick the nipple of the person on your right. And then Taylor proceeds to lick Emily's nipple. Like I'm not making, I'm not making that up. Like that really happened. And now that I'm reading that, I, it's almost like I, I men in black that from my memory. Like I'm reading it. And I'm like, did I just, I must've seen that with my eyes, but I just can't recall it. Gina now is really cackling. She's like, oh, nipples, nipples. And Emily in a talking head goes, when I heard game night, I thought Monopoly and Twister. I didn't envision my nipples getting licked. And Taylor goes, if there's a nipple, I'll lick it. Good for you, Taylor. Shannon now goes inside. And Tamara is talking to Gina and Jen. And Tamara just shit talking over. She's like, I went to dinner with Emily the other night. And she had said to me that you had told her that Shannon's relationship with John Jansen is not good. And uh, Heather is Heather's like, no, I'm no, I'm not. It's not, I'm not involved. And, and Heather's denying it. And then Shannon comes out and sees the girls talking. And Shannon's like, Heather, can I talk to you for a second? This is not okay. And like Shannon said, I wasn't going to face this earlier, but then Shannon had a couple drinks in her and she's like, you know what? I got to do this in front of the cameras. And Shannon sits her down and it's very reminiscent of last season when Heather and Shannon had this, but now the shoe's on the other foot where Heather was like, I will, if you ever come from my family, I will rip your butthole from your mouth. Like it was very intense. And now Shannon, I think is like, thinks she's going to pull that same thing to, to Heather. And Shannon's like, I have been beyond upset because Tamara asked me multiple times the other night, do you trust Heather Dubrow? She said that I was with Emily last night and she was almost in tears and she felt bad because Heather had pulled her and said how bad Shannon and John Jansen's relationship is. And Heather says, I didn't say that. That's bullshit. And then she said, Heather, she said, you told Gina, there's a bucket, there's a fly flying around. She said, you told Gina, Shannon's relationship is bad. And then she said, and Heather told me. And we cut to Emily. Uh, and they're just like 15 feet away over the table. And Emily's like, the problem is that Shannon likes to tell us these things about John Jansen, but she does it very low key. And Vicky goes, yeah, she wants to protect her and John. That's normal. She wants to do it. She wants to protect. And Emily says, I get that 100%, but it gets to the point that it's unfair. We cut back to Heather and Shannon, and Heather is like, I have told none of these girls your story. And then Shannon's like, but Tamara said that you sat down with her. And Heather goes, and said what? I, I, she, she, she said that you only spoke in generalities, and you just said it's really bad. And Heather goes, I'm, I'm always very neutral. You know, I just, I, it, I'm always very, she's doing these hand motions of like massaging breasts. I'm, oh, I'm always very neutral about you and John Jansen. Always. Now, Heather and I talking, I goes, Tamara is trying to drum up something that I can't keep a secret. And I don't like that. But also, Shannon is way too concerned about who's talking about her relationship than her actual relationship. And you guys, if you've been listening to these recaps, that's what I've said every time. So this was, I can't believe I'm agreeing with Heather DeBro. And Shannon says, 
Well, now I have to talk to John Jansen about this. And he's going to say, you know how private I am. Why would you tell anybody anything about our relationship? And when we fight, it is devastating to me. So Shannon is just like, oh my, she's like, like really just going through the wave of emotions right now. And Heather goes, yeah, yeah. Like she's, um, she's heard it before. She's heard it before. Shannon and Natalia goes, I've never cared about a person more in my life than John Jansen. He is supportive. He is loving. And he is running for president in 2020. He is supporting. He is loving. He is easygoing. He's affirming. He's good to my kids. The list is going on and on and on. And then in the scene, Shannon goes, I don't want to lose that, Heather. And Heather goes, I care about your relationship. I care about your children. And I wouldn't spread your private information. And anything you told me is in the vault. I would never repeat some of these very specific. I would never spread anything specific about you not having a good relationship. I would not do that and then hide it. I just wouldn't do it. And Shannon looks displeased like, oh, well, then we are at an impasse here. Oh my God, you guys, I just thought if anybody goes to the OC and if you're at any like bars where they have graffiti in the bathroom, can people add like, can we be, can, can people tag bathrooms with like, John Jansen isn't good to Shannon. And it's just like spreading OC bathrooms everywhere. Cause like John would lose his mind. He's pulling his willy out. He's like, what are you? Ah! Anyways, one day earlier, we have Gina in a flashback going, do I know stuff going on in her life? Yes, I do. You know, you know, but, you know, she always, I respect that she doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. And then Shannon in this scene goes, this is my private life that people are getting into and that I feel I can share with you, but this is private info. And now they are all talking about it. We cut to Tamara and Tamara's like, what happened? And Emily says, well, they got, they're still just 15 feet away at this table. They could hear. Emily goes, well, they got into this huge fight and he left her at Nobu, John Jansen. And Gina says, it might have been an isolated situation. So picture that. Did John pull up his like boat from the, the, under the house on the bridge? He pulled up, did he leave? Did he leave Nobu in his boat? Did he leave Shannon? He's like, I'm getting in the boat and getting out of here. I'm going to go sailing. Anyways, Taylor goes, but the question is, is it isolated, Gina? And we cut to Heather, back to Heather going, you and I, Shannon, have had a really nice relationship and we have gotten so close. And Shannon's like, yeah, I mean, you know, yes. Yeah, so you, you've never, you've never said anything to these girls. And Heather goes, let me finish speaking, please. I have, I, I, I cannot take the fall for failing this friendship because I did not do that. And I refuse to be held to the fire for something I didn't do. Like I will, I like Heather because at the end of the day, she's like, I'm not going to take this shit from the door. I'm just not. No, I talk shit off, off camera and, uh, completely. And Shannon's like, I get it. I get it. And we now we cut to Emily. She's like picked up a dried piece of chicken and just eating it on a stick. And Tamara says to Emily, does Heather talk to you about being, um, you know, being talked to about Shannon's relationships? And Emily's like, yeah, yeah, Heather does. And then Tamara turns to Gina, does she talk to you? And Gina's like, yeah. And then Heather looks back 15 feet away and notices Tamara going, me, 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 me. And Tamara says, my question is, 
Sorry, sorry. Gina says, yes, Heather notices this and then goes, what are you whispering about, Tamara? And Tamara goes, uh, my question is, did you talk to Gina and Emily about Shannon's relationship? So now it's one big group scene. And Heather says, how about this? Did all of you talk about Shannon's relationship? And Shannon goes, don't do this, Heather. I'm not going to do this in a group. Don't do this, Heather, because this is Shannon's now worst nightmare. She wanted one-on-ones or not at all. And Emily says, you know what, Heather? That's not fair with her dried chicken. You can't blame it on us. And Heather goes, you know what? Stand down. <laughs> stand, stand back and stand down. And Emily in a talking head goes, Heather's deflecting and blaming it on us to absolve her from any wrongdoing. However, if you want to go, you know, to the crucifix for where all this is, you know, what Heather is talking about these things, Shannon shared with her. I don't know. Emily's saying all this shit. But once again, Emily, who I love, Emily's like, it was off camera, though. You guys are the ones bringing it on camera. It's different. If you all knew Shannon didn't want to bring it up on camera and Heather was trying to respect that, you're all disrespecting that. It's this is why we shouldn't have any sort of respect for any of these. Like these ladies shouldn't respect any of their friendships and just everything needs to be on camera. And Gina goes, it's a concern, your relationship. And Shannon goes, Gina. Okay. You know what, Gina? And Gina goes, I'm the last person involved in this and I'm trying to help either way. And Shannon's like, Oh no. And then Gina's like, you're the one picking around in my relationship, Shannon Bedore. And then that quiet Shannon. She's like, Oh, Shannon's like a wild animal right now because she's got too much booze in her. And she's like, ah. And Gina's like, uh, so really, I think you should stand down. Which is funny because Gina just heard Heather DeBro say stand down. That's the only reason Gina's even, that's in her head right now is because Heather just said it like three minutes ago. And she's like, so really, I think you should stand down. So I don't know if she even realizes that or Gina thinks that Shannon said that earlier. And she's like, yeah, Shannon, like you said, somebody should stand down. Well, I'm saying you should stand down. And Shannon says, I did not. And Gina goes, you went to Emily and you were concerned about my relationship with Travis. And Shannon goes, you just, just the same way Heather was. It just was. And Gina's like, then why are you telling her? Why are you yelling at her? She, you know, why are you, she's concerned, Heather DeBro. And Shannon gets up, and Gina's like, I wasn't upset because I, it wasn't a concern. And Shannon goes, You owe my boyfriend a huge fucking apology. She just screams and then runs off. You owe my, it's like the Shannon monster. You owe my boyfriend a huge fucking apology. And Gina goes, your boyfriend owes a thousand apologies, apparently, from what everybody else is saying. I like this. John Jansen, his reputation is fully sullied in OC right now. John Jansen owes a thousand apologies. I'm John Jansen. I'm not giving one apology, let alone a thousand. And Shannon is hit by this comment. She's like, ah, uh, like, like it's like bullet wounds. Like, ah. How are you saying these things about John Jansen? Uh, and Gina's like, uh, they're concerned about you. It has nothing to do with me. And Shannon goes, nobody here knows anything. And she hits anything, anything about my relationship. I have never been more in love. And I've never been hurt more when we've not been in a good spot. I mean, it really is like so I know it's like real feelings, but it's really comical because like, I've never been more in love. I've never been hurt more. 
Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Like wild. And Emily goes, We're all concerned. Shannon and I are talking there goes, Are you fucking kidding me? I'm getting ambushed here. It's like a rat feeding frenzy. And Shannon in this scene goes, Enjoy having conversations about me that you don't know about. And she tries to leave. And then Jen and Vicky talk, and Jen is like, Well, she thinks she's confining these ladies. And Vicky goes, As you get older, let's gossip. And you know, I hear this is happening to you, Jen. And Jen is like, it's been horrible, Vicky. And Vicky's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm like, well, wait till next season when Tamara enlists Vicky to take you down a second time, Jen Petronti. Jen and they're talking there goes, I've seen Shannon and John together and they seem very happy. Bless them for trying to survive this. Bless them for trying to survive this group. 
Inside the house, Emily and Tama are talking to Shannon. And Shannon's screaming, this is my life! And they're all like, calm down, breathe. And Shannon's like, John is, John is. And then outside, Heather goes, why is Emily always coming after me? I'm done with her. And Gina goes, yeah, I didn't know any of this. And Vicky goes, Heather, 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 what happened? I heard you were talking to them. I heard what? And Heather goes, yeah, everything is my fault. I'm a Machiavellian, terrible person who manipulates everyone. And Vicky goes, but I don't know. And Heather goes, everyone has talked about Shannon's relationship for years. And Vicky goes, yeah, vault. You know, it's the vault. Vault. Yeah, we don't talk about it. The vault. She, everybody keeps referring it to it as the vault. We cut to Emily once again talking to Shannon. And Emily's like, I'm going to say this from the bottom of my heart. And Tamara goes, I thought what Heather did was rude. Like, Tamara, give it a rest. Stop trying to pull Heather into you. Like, come on. And Emily's like, I love you, Shannon. Shannon goes, she told me she never said a word about it. And Tamara's like, that's not fucking true. And Shannon's like, so she lied. And Tamara goes, okay, what the fuck? And Tamara goes outside and Tamara comes and is like, why would you say that I'm talking the truth about why did I get brought into this? I don't know. Tamara's barely even like, like Tamara looks a little tanked at this point, not making tons of sense. And Heather says, why did I? You guys are all saying I'm shit talking. Listen to me. And Tamara goes, I haven't said anything, but why did you tell her I was shit talking her? And Heather goes, I didn't say Tamara. I said, they've all talked about your relationship. And then we get the tape rewinding. And it says 29 minutes earlier. And we get, one of these girls are very upset about your relationship. And they're hiding it. So then we cut back to Shannon and Emily. And Shannon's like, I haven't told you anything about John Jansen, Emily. And Emily goes, Shannon, that's, that's not true. And Shannon goes, well, I mean, two years ago. And Emily goes, actually, um. Shannon, it was a couple months ago. We we went to Javier's and um, you told me a lot of things. And Shannon just, there's silence. <laughs> she looks at the camera and she's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I said. I don't, I, like, she's like, what? Uh, wait, what? I, I don't know what I said. And Emily goes, well, you did, okay? And um, and then we get Emily in the talking and I goes, from what she has told me, uh, she says she doesn't feel like he's invested in their relationship and that he feels like, you know, she's wasting her time and can do better. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Emily says, and then Heather and Italian goes, Shannon pays for everything. The family dynamic isn't great. He's never slept over there. His son lives with him. So she doesn't go over there. I don't want to talk about it. And then we have a never before seen moment where Tamara is coming out. Tamara's like, let's get something to eat. It's just cheese and meat. And Tamara goes, more food's coming. And Vicky goes, I want a glass of wine. And Vicky says, what do you have to do to whoop it up over here? So we got, you know, Vicky doing her catchphrase again. And Taylor goes, well, there's a bar right over there, Vicky. And Vicky goes over to the bar and just, you know, humiliates some bartender. Like, do you have red wine? Cabernet? And the guy's like, what I have is what I have. Well, you're not doing this right. Move over. Ah. And uh, Vicky uncorks the bottle. Um, and she's like, who wants red wine? And then we cut to Shannon and Emily. And Shannon's like, you guys are making the decisions on where my relationship goes because he's done. John's done then. I'm out. I'm done. I don't care. And then she goes, I have never loved someone more. And you guys are putting, I don't even know. I don't know how I'm going to talk to him about this tomorrow because it's our private business. You guys, what has been said so far is just like, there's some issues with John and Shannon. Like, that's all that's been said. There's 
Zero specificity to this until tonight. Zero. Shannon has a couple drinks. She can't even she can't even see straight at this point. Emily goes, yeah, but Shannon's relationship is my private business, but I always fucking share it with you, Shannon. That's the difference. You know, it's like, trust me, you don't share things. So now Emily is like, this is Emily's last stand of what I love these moments where like we're talking about one thing and then some housewife will bring it to some other personal thing and make it about them of like that that's what we're talking about here is why you don't trust me shannon and shannon goes my relationship with john is good except when we get into arguments and people get into arguments it's fucking natural and then shannon's like i just want my person i'm gone and vicky has come there and vicky's like uh, Shannon's like, please stop following me, please. Can everyone just, you would all talk about my relationship. And Emily's like, no, Shannon, no, no. And Shannon goes, yeah, don't make me look irrational. She's like, she has the Gina wig on. She looks worse than Gina ever did at this moment. She just uh, raccoon eyes, like, ah! Like she like, looks rabid. And Emily goes, you're not irrational. <laughs> Emily goes, you're not irrational, Shannon. And Shannon goes, my relationship is over. Give yourselves a pat on the back. Listen, you did, You could also just not tell them. I mean, like, you could just not tell them. Emily goes, you need to tell things to people so they can help. And then we can be your friends. And they can rally around you. But the problem is, and Shannon goes, I don't need a rally. <laughs> I don't need it. And Emily says, I've been trying to be a friend to Shannon. And I'm saying we would be her fucking friend. And I would be there for you. And I would be your fucking friend whenever you want. And you could tell me how bad it is. Like, this is where like, I'm like, is Emily really meaning this? Or is Emily just super tanked? Cause it's like, it's getting, it's getting weird. Like it's getting weird. You're like, you think Shannon's being weird. And then you look over at Emily. That's weird too. And um, Shannon says, it's not that bad. I have arguments. And she screams that. And Emily goes, Okay, okay, it's not that bad, Shannon. Fine, fine. And Emily in a talking head goes, she's trying to maintain a relationship privately that it, you know, that it's solid and it's perfect and it's amazing. That's what she's trying to maintain that. And Vicky is like, why is Emily getting emotional? Which is totally dead on. And Shannon, um, Shannon says, people are trying to make it and paint it out like my relationship is bad. And Emily says, well, he's called her names. He's called her fat and unattractive. And it makes my heart hurt that someone would say that to a woman. She says this in a talking head. She's like, I'm getting upset again. Now, fuck John Jansen if this is true. That's horrible. That really is truly horrible. Secondly, though, I, once again, it's like, Emily, this is the thing. Like, you guys are now all bringing up specifics. This is very specific. Like, this is super specific. This gets brought up at the reunion now. So Emily comes out, and she's like, I'm always going to be the bad guy in this situation. And Heather goes, no, Emily, you're making me the bad guy in the situation. And Emily says, you know what? We're all the bad guy in these situations. None of us are going to come out of this clean. Shannon's going to be the good guy, and we're all the bad guy. I love that now Emily is treating this like a prison escape. None of us, all of our hands are dirty. We're back in with Shannon and Shannon's like, I go to my relationship. Uh, my relationship cannot be the topic of conversation. These people, I've called Emily and Gino once since 2020. So Shannon has now forgotten about the Javier's conversation. Is like, she's sticking to, I don't talk to these girls. And Vicky goes, yeah, they're making it up then. They're making it up. And then Tamara walks in and Shannon goes, Vicky says, it makes it sound like I call them all the time. And then we go to back to Jen outside and she's talking to Emily and she's like, you look shaken up, Emily. And Emily's like, I work so hard. 
Take it to the point, Shannon and I are friends. And then when you say things and you're fucking honest, you know, you did. I said the thing about the hobby airs. I don't know if my relationship can survive this. And then she picks up another piece of dried chicken and starts eating it. Emily. And talking to Emily goes, I'm sure Shannon's pissed at me and I'm sure she hates me and I'm sure she thinks I betrayed her at the end of the day. Who's going to be there? John or us? I'm going to go put money on us. And I will say this is fascinating because we really do see the dissolution of the relationship because we already know ahead of time that John did, John and Shannon did break up. So it seems like this gets worse. And it'll be interesting because it does seem like it, a lot of it does play out on the season. Emily says, all I am, Heather, is concerned for Shannon. That's it. That's it. Um, and uh, Tamara goes, we're now cut back to Tamara. And she goes, what? What did Heather say to you? And Jenny goes, she said, she never said a word. She said, you said a handful of things. And I was like, nope. And I've never been, I've never, it, it's been two to three times that I've had a conversation with her. I just, I haven't. And Tamara goes, do you feel Heather is lying? And Jenny goes, I, I don't know. I don't know. And Tamara and the talking head goes, Heather likes to light the fire and walk away. She absolutely told me and Emily about Shannon's relationship problems. This is fucking rich. If we all don't stop and laugh here as a Bravo watching family, Tamara says Heather likes to light the fire and walk away. Like, are we, this is what I'm, this, this, the, the blindness. This is exactly what Tamara does. Are you talking? And Tamara, okay. She maybe said it all. She didn't say it mic'd up or on camera. Like it, it's just wild. It, there's shades of Rinna talking about Kathy Hilton and Aspen here. Like, come on. Heather comes in and, you know, comes up to Shannon. It's like, I want to make sure you're okay. And Shannon's like, I'm not, I'm not okay. And uh, then Shannon goes, well, what's going on with your marriage, Heather? Cause I hear stuff's going on the, on the internet about your marriage. And we see a little blurb talking about like relationship, Rocky rumors about Terry DeBro. And Heather literally just goes, yeah, not really. And Shannon goes, is it deflections? Is it deflections? And Heather goes, no. No, it's not. Heather doesn't even get worked up. This is what I'm talking about. If you give no reaction, if you give no fuel to it, it's done. That's it. We mentioned it twice. Everybody's like, okay, well, moving on. Back to Shannon. Fucking flipping out over very nonspecific information until Emily said that thing in the talking net. Heather in a talking net goes, listen, sweetie, just because your relationship is no bueno, don't be coming after mine with dumb lies and rumors from ridiculous sources online. And Shannon says, keep talking about me. I'm out. I'm out. I just need my bag. I need. Wouldn't it be funny if the producers just keep hiding Shannon Bedore's bag everywhere? They're like, don't let her leave. Hide the bag in the, you know, switch it to the game room. Put it in Ryan's pants. Hide that bag. Heather says, why isn't she talking about it? I don't know. She should talk about it. And Shannon says, you know what? I don't have, I, I don't have, I don't have bad shit, okay? I have arguments that paralyze me. I'm leaving. She just drops that like beautiful line. I don't have bad shit. I have arguments that paralyze me. Like, yeah, sounds, okay. Well, you proved us wrong. Now we feel like idiots. That's, no, that's a fucking the reddest flag I've ever seen. Heather goes, listen, we are going to talk. And Shannon goes, I need to go outside. And Shannon goes, you guys, please stop. Please stop with the cameras. Why are, what is this? Is this a show? Why are the cameras always here? Stop. I just, I, then she goes, I'm not a crazy person. Stop, stop. Shannon calls for Vicky, Vicky. Imagine just freaking out and calling for Vicky Gumbelson. That's just got to be, it's like fucking, oh 
God. Tamara follows out at this point, too. And Shannon says, we have a normal relationship. She's still going on. And Vicky goes, I know. I know. I get it. In a talking head, Vicky goes, I don't know if Shannon and John's relationship is normal. What I do know is my friend Shannon wants this relationship to work out. And when everyone is talking about it, she's going to have all those voices in her head. And, you know, you know, it's like, what? Don't know. We, what, I don't see her face. Oh, it's basically like she's going to have all of these voices in her head and she needs to figure it out. And Vicky did make a little sense there. Now, Tamara is leaving with Shannon and Vicky. Like, Tamara, did you say thank you to Jen Pagranti for co-hosting? Like, Tamara's just like, oh, there's more attention going in this car. And she's like, I just got to be here for Shannon. And Shannon says, does anyone care to come up and talk to me? I called Emily and Gino one time in 2020. One time. She's still, I swear to God, you guys, I'm not even improving. She's still saying these lines, but I will say, wouldn't it be great? Because we do have phone records now. I don't know if you guys are aware. We could prove this real quickly. Like the whole cast, bring out their phone records, highlight every time Shannon's number shows up. Um, anyways, we see the production crew. I love when we see the production crew. And she, Shannon once again goes, I have never called them since this is my life. I have normal fights with my boyfriend that paralyze me. And I have, I have talked about that on camera. <laughs> Shannon's going, how am I going to tell my private boyfriend that everyone is talking about us and making judgments? How am I going to do that? In a talking head, Shannon goes, what's so aggravating is that none of these women know John Jansen, but they all have opinions and comments. Girl, they have opinions and comments because you call them when you're drunk and tell them things. Heather pulls Emily and goes, can we talk? Can we talk? And we cut to Shannon. Everybody is talking about me. And Tamara yells, no one that matters is talking about you. So we cut back to Heather and Heather goes, you're my friend. But then I feel like we are sitting here tonight. And what are you doing, man? And Emily's like, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. And Heather's like, believe me, if I wanted to spread shit, I could spread shit. I don't do that. I think that lately you are just looking for shit to be pissed at with me. And I don't like it. And we get that two weeks earlier when Emily is like, you know, sometimes it comes across that you think your life is better than ours. And then we cut to Nobu where Emily's like, you're the one who's had a phony relationship with Tamara, like getting real lippy with Heather DeBro. And Emily sighs and is like, you have a point. And Heather goes, look, we all have conversations with Shannon. And Gina comes in to sit. And um, you're like, but then it becomes a Heather issue after we have all talked to her. And Emily says, it's a Heather issue because she called you and told you. And Gina says, oh, I don't think we should get into semantics, you know? You know, it should vault it. You know, you vaulted us. Everybody is violating the violation of the vault. And Emily says, yeah, I violated the vault. And Gina goes, yeah, but the, the problem is, and Heather goes, that we are all worried about her. And that should be the whole fucking point to begin with, you guys. This should that they're worried about their friend, not this vault and Tamara and blah, blah, blah. And Gina's like, well, I get this is super sensitive for her, but you can't start chucking under the people who care about you. And you have to start taking responsibility for the way that you behave in your own shit. Gina made a lot of damn sense. Congratulations, Gina. Welcome. And Shannon says, um, Shannon, like cut back to Shannon. And she's like, being in a van. Well, they don't, no, sorry, they put Shannon in the van. Think, because I got scared that Shannon was going to like drive all of a sudden. I just got this weird thought in my head of like, I'm driving. 
I'm going to the docks with John Danson. It's just a fucking spectacle. And this is Real Housewives of Orange County, episode 10. What a great episode. Shannon, that is a legendary performance by Shannon Bedore. That is, damn. And I know that's that's real. It's coming from a real place. But man, I can't believe the people that said they didn't like that because I loved it. That, it was just, it was truly magical. Just like you guys are magical. Did you like what I did there? Anyways, this was a, a special two-part episode. We got Chef Stu O'Keefe. Go check out his seasoning and his rubs and his ba- bagel and steak seasoning. I'll put those links in part one show note. And um, and have a great rest of your day, you guys. I hope you're having a great week. And I will talk to you very, very soon. Bye. Betches.